the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Brian Awena and I'm 11 years old. Coming up on Hi Kids today, I'm going to be speaking to Chanel Ambro. Is that right? Chantel, sorry, sorry, sorry. She is a dress designer. I will be speaking to her in a little while later. Also, on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth. And you will be able to win a ticket of a family of five to go to the Johannesburg Zoo. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guests or if you just want to say hi. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a WhatsApp on 061-895-1019 and please sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. So get ready for an interesting show on Kids today. Stay tuned. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Brian Oena and I'm 11 years old. I have Chantelle Ambro with me, a dress designer. So send your questions to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Chantelle. Good afternoon, Brana. Um, so we're going to start with the questions and yeah. Cool. It's great to be here and you're doing a great job. I'm really honored to be here. Thank you. Um, and we also have your daughter in studio. Yes, my Zozo, my Zoe, my inspiration. Okay. So um, the first question is, what is Bridal Glam? So Bridal Glam is my bridal studio that I own and I work from home. So it's at my house in Norwood and it's a very, very pretty studio. You're welcome to come visit us one day. And it's situated at my house in a garden setting. It's very pretty. Wow. We have roses and it's, I want it like a very personal atmosphere, not like you're in a shop. And, um, so we sell evening dresses. We sell wedding dresses. And I also make dresses. We also sell shoes. We sell accessories. Anything to make our ladies look and feel gorgeous. How old do you have to be to become a dress designer? You know, you can start designing at any at any age. You always hear stories of little girls designing for dolls <laughs> or for their Barbie dolls. Yeah. You can draw. You can, you know, you have so many apps today available. You even can get those little kits where you mix and match the clothes, you know, the way yeah. you see fit. So as long as you've got an imagination and you love clothes and you love fashion and accessories, why not? You can even go into your mommy's clothes and try on her, <laughs> her cupboard and try on her clothes and kind of mix and match and create your own look. Wow. Um, what do you need to study in order to become a dress designer? So becoming a dress designer, people think it's very glamorous, and it is very glamorous, but it's a lot of hard work. Trust me, there's many a night that I've worked right through the night finishing wow. off my orders. It must be so you need, it, it is very tiring, but it's also very rewarding. So let's go through what you need to learn. Let me think, because I've been doing this for over 30 years. So um, you have to have, 
you have to study pattern making because now you're going to have somebody coming to you and you need to make a dress for them. So you need to know how to make a pattern. So that's the technical side. It's very, very technical. So you need to know your maths. Your maths definitely helps you and to make a circle and to understand what a 90 degree angle is. So that, that's very handy. So I was very grateful that I studied maths at school. You have to understand, um, so your pattern make, and then you need to know how to sew your garment. So then there's sewing, which is very, very detailed, putting that garment together. Then you've got the creative side, mixing your colors, uh, your patterns, your fabrics, and understanding how they're going to work together. And then you've got your embellishments, your beading, your buttons, the extras that um, add all the finishing touches. Oh, okay. Um, and you, does one have to finish a matric in order to become a dress designer? You know, if we've, I know we've got lots of people listening, so I'm going to say they don't listen to what I'm saying, but I don't really think you need a matric because you are doing a trade, and you can do a trade at any age. So I grew up in Israel, and I was very fortunate to start studying at 15. Wow. I started studying fashion at 15 together with my other subjects. I didn't leave school, but it's a trade. So if you're learning something with your hands, you don't really, you're not going to university, you're doing a course. So, but I'm not telling anyone out there not to finish them. A trick, it is very important, but you are learning a trade, like a hairdresser can study from 15, 16, yeah. and you're using your hands and your imagination. So you don't, you're not going to university per se, where you need a matric to get into. Okay. Wow, that's very good. So if you want a job, start young. Absolutely. And there's lots of courses available. Um, um, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Carry on. That's okay. It's okay, you continue. Um, what talents do you need, do you suggest help, like, in order to become, like, I don't know, uh, what talents would you suggest to people to, like, have and be good at in order to become a dress designer? So the talents would be your imagination. You need to be very creative. Um, However, nothing stops you opening a magazine and saying, I really, really like that dress. I'd like to copy that. Um, so you have to be able to becoming a dress. You mean, you mean making clothes for other people as well, not yeah. just for yourself. Yeah. So I think the most important thing is to understand women. I deal with women all day long and I need to understand what, what my lady wants. I need to make her happy. I need to read her mind. I need to understand what is going to suit her figure. Um, but obviously drawing is very important. You need to be able to sketch. And so it's very good to do an art course or a sketching course. You have to understand a little bit about fa colors, uh, color blocking. Um, you have to understand your fabrics. Um, I suppose, you know, you learn the hard way which fabrics are going to allow your dress to fall beautifully, which fabrics aren't going to allow. Um, yeah. I think that's about that. And to sew properly, it's the most important thing is knowing your garment construction. Because if you make the simplest of dresses, it must, the seams must lie properly. The mm. straps must be not falling off the shoulders. Very important. The zip mustn't be rippling. You know, the, the cottons must, the dress must be finished off beautifully from inside and out. The job must be done. The job must be done properly. That's it. Yeah. So you said your art also has to be good and everything. So are you like an artist? 
You know, I'm not the best drawer and I'm very impatient. I don't sit there sketching for hours, but I'm very um, creative. I've got an imagination. So when I sit with a client, I'll do a sketch. I can draw, but I'm not going to sit there for hours creating a work of art that you're going to frame because I'd rather stand there and drape the fabric. I'd rather stand in front of the mirror and take my material and drape it and play. That's what we do in the studio we play a lot with ideas. So we'll take the different laces, and I brought a few to show you here in the studio. Yeah, they look amazing. Do you want me to show you now? So, like, here you've got, this is an off-white lace. So these are the trimmings that would go onto a garment. So you decide on your basic idea of your silhouette. Of, silhouette means a shape, the outline of the garment. Is it, a, is it a straight dress? Do we want a fitted dress? Do we want a soft dress that flares from the knee? Do we want a full circle skirt that's very inner, that from the waist it just falls like a soft princess look? I've brought you a few dresses as well to look at. Yeah, they look amazing. And then we add on our decorations. Do we want to add lace? I love lace. Lace is just, and you get so many different laces. This one is a cotton lace. You can feel it. It's an off-white cotton lace with the bigger flowers. And then you've got... Um, that's kind of vintage. Can you see? Isn't this wow. one dreamy? This has got like yeah. an old-fashioned look with little crystals we added on wow. in an off-white. The flowers just look like they're dripping off, almost like you're looking at a rose garden. This one here is cream with some silver. And beautiful. each each lace is going to create a different look. Um, some of the dresses we add pearls to. And the important thing when I'm working with my lady is what does she like? It's her dress. She has to wear it. If she doesn't like a lot of sequins and sparkles, then we're not going to give her the sequins and the sparkles. Mm. We're going to go with her energy and what she loves. Definitely. Otherwise, they won't like the dress. Exactly. I always say it's your dress. You have to wear it. And I always say to my clients, if you look good, then I look good. Mm. (laughs) Um, Did you always want to become a dress? Did you always want to be a dress designer or did you have a different dream when you were younger? That's an interesting question. Um, And it's made me think back many, many, many years. So as I told you, I grew up in Israel. I lived there from 8 till 16. I was very, very privileged. And uh, to have that upbringing. And um, I had a best friend. Her name was Adina. And she came from Australia. She was my bestie. And whatever Adina did, I followed her. So she went to study fashion, so I followed her. And I was very lucky that I got in because they did do an aptitude test. They did check to see if I was able to, you know, do fashion. As I said, it is quite involved and mathematical and creative at the same time. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know where my life would have gone if it wasn't for my friend in Israel that I followed her to fashion. But I also had another passion that I did. I also taught Hebrew. So when I came back to South Africa, I used to teach my Israelis. We had Israeli neighbors, and the mother asked me to help them with the Hebrew. So I started teaching children. I taught adults. And um, so I had to actually choose between my Hebrew teaching or my fashion. And I thought about it long and hard, and I realized that, Fashion really is my passion, and if I if I didn't pursue it, then I would always feel like like I haven't fulfilled myself. And it's a journey that's been many many years now. And I studied in Israel, as I said, and then I had the privilege of studying in London as well. And I did a summer course at today. It's a college called Central Saint Martins. It's considered the best fashion school in the world. So I've had the most incredible training. But um, the most 
training that I've received is from making mistakes and learning about fabrics and cutting and getting the fit right. So those varsity years, they call them varsity years, when you're teaching yourself, you haven't gone to varsity, but the mistakes that you make are the mistakes that have really taught you the most. And it took me many, many years of working through the night and fixing things and, and actually teaching myself. That's given me the knowledge that I have today. And, and honestly, you, you never stop learning. Every day you learn something new and fashion does change and you have to go with the styles all the time, you know. So you have your foundation, literally, you know, your basic sewing and everything. And then the fashion changes and you have to keep up with the trends as well. Yeah. Um, and you also said about mistakes. I think that mistakes are very important. Like, don't make mistakes purposely, but if you do make mistakes, don't, like, be sad about it because mistakes... Like um, mistakes. Let's say you get mistakes in a test, you know to like learn and learn and work harder, um, and then you'll improve. Absolutely. I once had a lady. She helped me. She taught me. She was an amazing um, sewer. She was absolutely brilliant. Her name was Vivian, and Vivi taught me. And she said, "You know, you're going to have ups and downs. And if you, when you're down, you're going to go up, but then you're going to go higher than where you were before. So your curve is going like a zigzag, but yet the zigzag graph is still going higher and higher. Mm. And I started sewing at 15, and I'm in my 40s. I won't tell you exactly how old I am because it sounds very old <laughs> next to 11 years old. But it's been about 30 years of sewing, and wow. I finally feel that, you know, I've, I've learned so much and yet, but you must never feel that you know enough. There's always more to learn. Yeah. Definitely. But I agree with you a hundred percent. When I did make mistakes, it, I used to sit and think, okay, Chantal, how are you going to fix this? And, and when I worked it out, it felt amazing. It's very empowering to, to better yourself all the time. Absolutely. Mm. Um, do you work alone or do you have people that work with you? So at the very moment, I've got two ladies at my studio, and they're busy working on two or three wedding dresses. We're very, very busy. It's wedding season. So in a few weeks, we've got two beautiful Jewish brides. I'll give them a shout-out if they're listening. One's name is Ori, and the other one is Gabby. And then I've got an Italian bride, and her name is Cinzia. So I've got my few brides, and they're getting married within two weeks. So we're busy finishing off their dresses. So right now, as I'm sitting here, my ladies are beading and cutting and pinning and wow. working on these dresses, look, making them look absolutely gorgeous. I could never manage without my team. My lay, I always say we work as a team and without my team, I would never ever manage because it is very time consuming. So, um, and I've also trained a lot of ladies. I've trained them to sew because I found that if you want somebody to do things the way you know, it's easier to train them from the beginning. So I've had a lot of ladies that have started working in my house, even as domestics, and I've said to them, come on, let's go into the studio. Let's learn something. Do you want to learn a trade? Because I can teach you. And some of them have even gone and opened their own businesses, which I'm very, wow. very proud of. And they're so proud as well that I've given them an opportunity to you know, own their own business. So we do a lot of learning and teamwork, definitely. I think you said something about domestic. What does that mean? Well, that was a lady that was cleaning my house and helping me in the studio. Oh. And then I would pull her over and say, come over, we need a bit of handwork here. Would you yeah. mind? And that's what that's how it works. So from helping me in the house and the studio with more cleaning, they got to learn something different. 
And, and now, yeah. And some of them went and opened their own businesses. And yeah. one lady went back back home. Um, she wasn't from Joburg. And she always phones me or messages me to say thank you. And I'm very, very strict. Sometimes they get upset with me. But well, you know okay. what? The, I always say to them, I am not your boss. I'm your team leader. The customer is the boss. We are working to please our ladies. And when our client is happy, especially a wedding dress, her husband is happy or her groom, her mother, her friends, everyone around her is happy. So we are fulfilling such a mitzvah by creating such beautiful dresses. And and when they're at the fitting, we put on our music. Sometimes we even dance the horrors because we need to make sure that the dress can dance the horror with them. Isn't that funny? So we dance in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> we have lots of fun, I must say. Um, how many dresses do you make um, a week or month? Um, it varies. I mean, I had a bride recently from Angola. I have a lot of brides from Africa. I'm very blessed. And uh, my lady came. She didn't give me a lot of time. And in three days, believe it or not, I made a wedding dress and three bridesmaids dresses. I don't know how I did it. So that was in three days. I didn't sleep much, but I managed it. Um, So sometimes, you know, we'll do eight dresses a month. And when it's slower, we'll do a bit less. But I don't like making all the dresses because it is very time-consuming and also tiring, as we said. So I also import ready-made dresses, and I've brought some of them here. So you can see they're beaded already, they're gorgeous, and they work out price-wise cheaper than or less expensive, let's say, than having one made because I didn't have to sit there making it right from the beginning. So we just adjust the dresses and we make sure that they fit beautifully to perfection and so we, we also sell ready-made dresses quite a lot. Yeah. Okay. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Brian Oena and I'm 11 years old. Today I have Chantal uh, Abro, is that right? Mm-hmm, that's right. Um, a dress designer in studio with me. If you have any questions for her, you can send an SMS to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019 or call on 010-140-3020. Let's carry on with the questions, Chantal. Um, do you make dresses and then rent them? And do you, sorry, do you make dresses and rent them and um, make dresses and sell them? I do. Um, I do sometimes make and rent, not often. But if it's a dress that I think will be a lovely dress to have at my studio to show other potential clients, then I will make one. In fact, I'm making one for one of my brides. Um, I just thought it was such a lovely style. But I don't often do that because... A lot of the brides want to keep their dresses. It's very yeah. personal for them. And memory too. Absolutely. Um, and what is the difference between a dress designer and a fashion designer? I had to think about that one because I'd, I'd always thought they were kind of much of the same. <laughs> but I would say that a dress designer is more what I do. I'm making dresses mainly. Fashion designer can design anything and make anything and follow maybe more fashion trends. So 
will probably set the trends for the season. For example, now the fashion is a lot of gold, a lot of pops of gold everywhere in accessories, in bags, in shoes, you know. Um, so that would be a fashion designer that is is going to set the trend for the fashion for the next season or, or design a collection for a store. I'm more a dress designer where I'm focusing on dresses. Okay. Um, do you buy the fabric and then make the dresses or does the customer buy the fabric and bring it to you? It's a very good question. I prefer to buy my own fabrics because I've sometimes had a situation where the client has bought the fabric and it's not always the right fabric. So, for example, if they want, they bring me a picture sometimes of a style that's very soft. Now they've gone and bought quite a stiff material. The fabric is not going to drape the way that I would like it. So sometimes I say to them, I'm sorry, you've now wasted 20 meters of fabric. You know, mm. we can't use it. And sometimes fabric can be expensive. It can be very expensive. So um, I know there are dressmakers that you will take your fabric to and they'll make it up because you've now bought the fabric. But I don't. I prefer not to work like that. I prefer to, before we've even gone to buy the fabric, let's decide on the style. Let me look at your body. Let me look at your figure. Do we want to hide any areas that a woman doesn't want to show? So then the fabric has to be more beaded or whatever the case is, it's always better to um, get the fabric after I've met the client. Sometimes the client will go with me to get the material or sometimes I'll just get some samples or send her pictures and we'll know what's right when we see it generally. Mm. Um, can you please tell us the different types of fabric that you work with? Wow, there's so many fabrics. Um, do you know about fabric at all? A little bit? Yeah, a little. Okay. Well, I can't get up and show you because then you won't hear me on the mic. But, okay, so that's uh, netting. That The one dress there, and we'll take pictures and post. Um, that's a netting with beaded sequins. So netting is quite soft. Most of the dresses today are net because they're just soft and sheer. That's the fashion today. Then you have a satin. You normally would put a satin underneath your fabric. Um, then you get heavy satins and you get light satins. Um, then what are the fabrics? Obviously lace. Yeah. You get lace materials. And uh, you can see the dress on the right there. It's That's a very expensive lace. That's one of the most expensive laces in the world that yeah. I brought here. It's a wedding dress that I made. That is called French Chantilly Lace. And that's a metallic French Chantilly Lace. Wow. And that fabric it goes up to 2,000 rand a meter. Wow. So, um, and then you get other laces that are much more um, cost effective so that's a very very valid point is when a client comes to me and her budget is whatever her budget is we have to work with the fabrics that will fit within mm. her budget so she can't have a dress that if they say her budget is only 3,000 rand including material we're not going to use fabric that costs 1,000 rand a meter because we're going to go way over budget yeah. so that's why wedding dresses are so expensive because on a wedding dress you could have Six meters of lace, and the lace alone could be one and a half thousand rand a meter. So what's our math? Six times one and a half is nine thousand rand just for the material before we've even begun. You understand? So, or we could use a cheaper lace. So that, that's a very, very important question you ask because different fabrics have different costings, and we need to bring that into our um, our vision of what dress we're making because. 
we can't now go under budget or over budget, let's say. Under budget would always be great, actually. Mm-hmm. Over budget. Yeah. So um, I know I'm jumping, but let's go back to your question. What do you need to know to be a dress designer? Well, I suppose you need to know a little bit about accounting, don't you? Because you can't start a business and then you're undercharging. Because then you're working for nothing. You haven't yeah. costed your timing properly or your materials or your seamstress labor. So that's a very, very good one, huh, isn't it? To actually go and do a business course and to understand your accounting if you're going to go into fashion and, and do it as a business. Um, do you have a favorite type of fab- fabric that you like to work with? Um, I, I love lace, as you can hear, because the lace is the icing on the cake. And that is the embellishment that's going to bring that dress together. The lace is the expression of the dress, I would say, because I do make many bridal dresses. So then I'm working with lots of different laces. And uh, when I see a new style lace, I just get so excited because I can already plan my next wedding dress. Wow. I know how the lace is going to work with that design. So I would definitely say lace because I love doing wedding dresses. Um, and... A favorite color that you like to work with? Well, I think colors change all the time and they also change according to our mood. So I love wearing black like most women do, unfortunately, even though black isn't a color. But um, I think now the color that I love is gold. The rose golds that are in, um, they're just so feminine and romantic and they photograph beautifully. Um, so yeah, so basically I would say my, my best color now is that rose gold. It's just beautiful. So it's like and tinted. glamorous. It's all glamorous. And it's, it reminds us of an era gone by, hey, like old world glamour. So it's like keeps on changing and everything. It will always change. Um, do you have international customers? I've had many, many international customers. I've had um, clients from all around the world. My little studio at home has seen people from or brides mainly from Australia and America and I've had a lot from London, a lot of ex-South Africans that live in London, a lot of Jewish ladies that live in London have come to me for their wedding dresses because they get married in South Africa, but they're living now in London. So I've had a lot of London clients. I've even had from Dubai. I've had from all around Africa. It's quite amazing. Sometimes the ladies come to my studio and they can't even speak English. They speak French. And I speak a little bit of French that I learned at school. So I actually speak to them in French a little bit. Um, so all around Africa, Angola, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Congo. I had a minister's wife from the DRC. That's the Democratic Republic of Congo. And I've also had from France and Europe, Spain. So it's been quite amazing working from home. How many people I've had coming to my studio from all around the world. Could you name some of them that you've had? I've had a few famous, you mean some of my famous clients? Yeah. Yes. I um, I made the late Walter Sisulu's granddaughter's wedding dress, and that was quite amazing. And I went to the wedding, and I met Albertina Sisulu, the late Albertina Sisulu. I've made clothes for Mandela's family. Wow. Yes. I made for his first daughter, her name's Makiziwe. And his granddaughters, his one granddaughter even looks like him. She's got his cheeks, those round apple cheeks. It was quite remarkable. So I got to meet Mandela once. I was very lucky. And then I've made for television. I've done for all the soapies, Isidingo and Generations. I've been on set with them. Um, And I've been on top billing as well. I've done a few top billing weddings. 
which was lots of fun because one of them was an Isidingo wedding and I was on the set with them. So I've been often on the set with Isidingo and Generations and then um, on top of Ling as well. And I also did a dress for, it was quite an amazing um, um, thing that they did was, you've heard of the Christmas Wish that 947 do? So when uh, in December they do the Christmas Wish, so shame, there was a lady and her father was very, very ill. She was getting married, but the father wasn't going to make it to the wedding. That was scheduled a few months later. So the Christmas Wish was to rush this wedding and um, literally get Natasha into her dress in Three weeks from the date, or maybe even less, the date of this going on to air. And I sponsored the wedding dress. So I had the whole crew of 947 at my studio as well. And I went to the wedding. And so she wore a beautiful dress of mine. Her father got to walk her down the aisle. And shame, he passed away, I think, about two weeks later. So that was an amazing, um, you know, mitzvah to be a part of. Um, that Natasha wore my dress and they put this whole wedding together and um, yeah it was really amazing and I felt so proud to have been part of that um, What special equipment do you need uh, do you need to work with for while you're making dresses? So you need different equipment for the different stages you need a big cutting table to cut your materials um, a good pair of cutting scissors which mine often go blunt and it's very frustrating I think I'm going to buy a scissor sharpener because they start going <laughs> blunt and I'm sick and tired of buying more scissors so a good pair of cutting scissors definitely lots of pins we're always running out of pins at my studio I can never have enough we need lots of pins for all our fittings obviously a sewing machine uh, different needles and cottons for hand stitching um what else? Um, I think that's about it. Obviously, your materials, your cottons, your zips, a good sewing machine, an overlocker. What's an overlocker? An overlocker is um, it overlocks the seam. So when you sew a seam, you know, you're putting your pieces of material together. So I can show you on my garment here on the inside. Mm. That's the overlock seam. Wow. It's like a little inside stitch that cleans off the material. So your, your, your sewing machine is called your straight stitcher or zigzag. It can also do a straight seam or it can do a zigzag. Some machines have different settings. But your overlocker edges the edge of the fabric that's cut because that fabric can land up fraying. You know what fraying means? The pieces come undone. It looks messy. Oh. So the overlocker neatens everything off. Very, very important. Um, how long does it take to make a dress like an average well, it depends what you're making. I mean, I could make a dress in a day. Wow. Um, or I could take two months. <laughs> depends on the, the, the workmanship in the dress and, and how much beading. But I could make a dress, um, sometimes for my daughter Zoe. I zap her up something. I kind of just wrap it around her body and put some pins in, no pattern, and off we go off to a party. Um, and that I could make in two hours or an hour even. But if, uh, you know, so it depends how complicated the garment is. So Zoe, actually I'm going to ask Zoe, Zoe, do you help your mother with her work? Yes, yeah, sometimes I do because she asked me for help. Wow. So, yeah. I wouldn't be able to. Um, what's the most difficult part of your job? I think the most difficult part, and any designer will understand this, is you're working with time. 
and sometimes you just feel that there's just not enough time and then it's very stressful. So as hard as you've tried to keep within time, there's extra things that need to be done or the client has lost weight or gained weight and now you need to redo things and you just... It's that time you are a slave to that clock. You are just that clock slave. And um, and so sometimes I know that I need to work on a public holiday or at night. And um, so you learn to really look at the time. And that is so much a factor of your business is the time. Yeah. So that, that I think is the hardest part is, is, is time management. What's the most exciting part about it? The most, that's a beautiful question. So the most exciting part is seeing that garment finished on your client and she is just so happy and can't thank me enough. And um, I've just, I've made sure that she looks and feels like, like the star that she is. And the slogan of my business is, well, the business is called Bridal Glam. And our slogan is shine like a star. And I say every lady is a star of her life. You all are your own stars. Doesn't matter what age you are, it's your life. And you have to shine like a star. So by me creating that dress that looks and looks beautiful on you, you're just going to feel beautiful. Then I've done my job. That is my job is to bring out your inner and outer sparkle. Um, have you ever, like you said before, Nelson Mandela's daughter or something yes um have you ever made a dress for anyone famous yes well i've made for all those people as we said let me think who else i've made there have been so many um all the the mainly african celebrities connie ferguson sophie and daba these are all very very well-known celebrities in our country um and then in our own community i've had some really well-known individuals but i'm not going to put names out there because it's private um, so I'm very proud but you know what honestly for me every person is a celebrity in my business when you walk into my studio you are you are so special to me um, yeah I think all those people that I mentioned and being on top billing a few times was really really exciting it was an absolute honor the one lady even flew me to her wedding it was wow. in, in Natal and so I was flown to her wedding and, um, yeah, it was really amazing being interviewed. And then I did Mark Fisher's. Mark Fish is the soccer player. So I did Mark Fisher's wife's wedding dress. Wow. So that was quite cool because um, they got dressed as the president at the suite, uh, the presidential suite, sorry, at the very, very well-known hotel. And this was the most hugest, hugest room. It's like double story, like an apartment. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I, I did his wife's wedding dress, so that was quite cool. And then I went to the wedding, so there were quite a lot of famous people at that wedding. And, uh, yeah, I've been sewing for many years, so I suppose there have been a lot of people that have come into my studio. It's just hard to think of them all now. <laughs> I need to put a brag album together, hey? Yeah. All my famous peeps. Um, Zoe, do you go to... with? your mother to some of the weddings yes I have been to quite a lot of weddings with my mum and she said come and some of them I said no I don't want to go but she's forced me to and and mum I would also like to ask you how does it feel to be a, a dress designer you're asking me mm -hmm. oh my gosh my daughter's interviewing me that is adorable <laughs> 
Well, my, my Zozo, it feels pretty amazing. It's, um, being a dress designer, you're actually an artist. You are an artist. So you're not, you're using material as your art medium. So you just feel very creative and uh, very passionate about what you do. And I just wish I could make my daughter more clothes mm. because the biggest problem about being a dressmaker or designer is that you just don't have enough time for yourself or your children. And Zozo, we're going to try and make you some clothes as well because I feel like my poor daughter's been neglected. Because when I finished working, the last thing I feel like doing is going back into the studio and making clothes for me and her. But we're going to make clothes together. How does that sound? And then you can also be a dress designer and you can tell me how it feels. That an idea? Yes. And also, um, I'm sure it's, it's very hard and I'm sure you, you don't want to give up so, so soon. I'm never going to give up, Zoe. I'm going to be doing this until I'm an old granny. One day maybe I'll make clothes for your, your daughters. Please God, huh? And, and, and having Zoe helping me, she really does help me. Sometimes I call her into the studio and she threads my needles for me. Wow. She helps me with a little bit of hand but stitching. But I don't really help you so much. You um, have helped me a lot. just playing on my iPad. <laughs> oh, gosh, Zoe. Okay, so thank you for ha- coming on Kids today and teaching us about dress designing.